Hey guys, welcome to Stories from 96. It's your host, Tolo Abalade. I know it's been a while since I've been here. It's just been busy, then had finals, and then grad school, and just life. So since I'm off for the next like week and a half, and I just had some free time, I was like, let me just get back to it. So what is the topic for today? The weight of financial responsibility. Like I remember graduating and by the when I graduated I actually had a full time job prior, you know, all glory to God. So I already knew that I was gonna be making a certain amount of money. And one thing is like, you know, coming from the kind of background I have and from the kind of family perspective that I had, I just wanted to be on my own and be financially independent because for so long my parents had been supporting me and there was nothing wrong with that. But I wanted to be able to take responsibility for myself, knowing that I wanted my parents to take a break. And I also wanted to experience life in an essence, knowing that I didn't have that kind of cushion that I could ask my parents for money or not. So... With all that in mind, it was just like, okay, let me get back. Let me like, what's it called? Let me get paid. So I get through the first two weeks of work, you know, I've done all of that. And then I get my paycheck and they weren't doing direct deposits. So they gave me like a paper mail check. And bro, and I opened this and I looked at like, you know, gross pay. And I was like, ha, this number is huge. I looked at the net pay and like, I couldn't honestly believe it. Like it was literally half the amount of money like i don't want to see how much i was making and i'm just here like jackie what's the video of all this like it got so bad that i even did like two days because it's like on friday and on the monday i called like the retirement office i was like is it by force for me to like you know pay into a retirement account like a 401k because i'm looking at the math they had doctor like 350 bucks from me a month that's a lot of money that could be used for other stuff and that's when it started to hit me that, you know, this is literally part of adulting. Like, granted, I did get some of the money back in tax returns, but this is some of the stuff people don't tell you about. Like, I looked at the breakdown and was like, I was paying, you know, federal taxes, state taxes, local taxes, Medicare taxes, and I was also paying insurance. I was also paying, like, health insurance, and I was paying dental, and I was paying vision. I was like, bro, this is just a lot. And I was like, it's kind of wild that you're working at... All the money that you think would expect to come to you would come to you. And I did some math beforehand, you know, did some calculations and some breakdowns. But man, the number I thought I'd be making was significantly off from that. And then, so yeah, so going back to it, like as a kid, it was always money had not been something that I really had to ever really worry about. Like as, as I used to fly to different countries during the summer went to private school, like, you know, literally all my life and I've schooled in three different countries. So not up until like you know recently you know with like the exchange rate and some other stuff going on in nigeria that like i've actually had to start thinking about money i've actually had to start working for money so i never really understood this is how people actually live their lives like people are actually stressed by these things every single day and the worst part about it is like i now moved into an apartment and i was living alone so i was also paying utilities alone i was paying rent alone and then i was just like it was like a lot like and it used to stress me out like i was ridiculously stressed at periods of time like there was actually a day at work that i left early because i was stressed because i was thinking about my finances like i went from a guy having zero dollars in credit card to <laughs> a questionable amount in credit card and then on top of that i had to buy my car and i didn't even buy my car straight out with money like i took out a loan for the car and the car situation was just kind of wild because i actually took out 
it was literally five grand and i took out five thousand dollars from the bank in cash and i put the joint in my bag they made me sign a release they're like bro you're on your own if somebody takes your money and i get back to my office and i literally have my bag under my chair in my office i'm like this joint is not going anywhere and then i give the money to my uncle like bro it's really how drug dealers live their life like how can i be carrying stacks like this and then as i went to the mva to actually go get my tax for my car they were like yeah bro you're also gonna pay like an extra five hundred dollars for like taxes and for your tags i'm like oh, 500 what like i just paid literally five freaking grand for a car like what are you doing respectfully so i obviously had to pay the money it's not like i'm in nigeria like i can negotiate to the mv or beg like i had to pay for the money i had to pay for the tag so i thought you know everything is done and dusted you know i've taken all the financial l's granted i also moved that sum and you know with moving you have to pay for a u-haul and all that so and I'll get back. And they're like, my uncle's like, yeah, so you have to get car insurance. And okay, you know, insurance is not, I wasn't expecting anything that deep, right? Fam, I spent like a week and a half calling like everywhere for car insurance. Like some places wouldn't quit me. And that was because I just recently got my license and it was about a month out. So I guess, so it made sense, you know, some young kid just got his car. Obviously, I got to quote you a stupid amount of money. Like at a point in time, somebody quoted me $420 a month for insurance. Now, granted, that's not what I ended up doing after years and years of being attacked by Geico ads, I finally, what's it called? I finally ended up getting Geico, but I was paying like almost $300 a month for insurance. So all of that has kind of slapped me. So it was like, I have revolving bills. I have this stuff I have to pay for. My apartment was unfurnished. Like literally I was sitting there, I was sitting on a futon that I got from a friend that I bought for like 20 bucks up until the metal futon broke. Then I had to go buy like a plastic chair from Walmart uh, yeah plastic chair for more water that's what i was sitting in my living room i bought a you know a mattress and a bed frame about a mattress and a box spring i didn't have a bed frame for like the longest time so it was just kind of ridiculous so i think you know since i always talk about my life and talk about all these l's like i really just wanted to have a discussion about how especially for some pe- for people who are recent grads that it is honestly not a bad thing to not be where you are financially at your age like i'm 23 years old granted i find it really funny when i'm talking to people about all this stuff and like yeah this is life nobody tells you all that but you have to remember that at the point in time where you are you are doing well like if you're waking up in the morning and you're earning a certain amount and you're putting that off to what either paying off credit card debt paying off a loan for school even paying off a car that you're going to be using for a significant period of time you're making an investment and granted you know your money would appreciate by the grace of God. Like you either move to a new job that will pay you a higher amount or you get promoted eventually. So I think it was really stressful for me to come to the grips of understanding that how financial, like how to manage my finances, how to manage financial pressure, you know, how to do all this stuff. And I just wanted to share like a couple of tips and things that was like really interesting to me and like how i was able to navigate the situation based on all the stuff that was coming about so the first thing that really just kind of blew me as well about adulting is like the basic things in life are expensive like i remember so i bulk buy it was from just in boarding school days i just used to bulk buy everything whenever i bulk buy i just realized that yeah bro even if i don't have any money in my account i know there's toilet paper in my closet or whatever i know i have toothpaste i know i have all the bare necessities but yeah so i went to walmart and i usually buy like toilet paper all this stuff in 
large quantity. So I went, and this toilet paper was actually like 25 bucks. I mean, granted, it was huge. It lasted me like months, but it was like 25 bucks. And I was like, bro, do I really need toilet paper? Like, you know, back in the old days, you know, like, people were not using toilet paper. Nobody died. Like, it really isn't this deep. Granted, I still bought the toilet paper, but it was just like, even those little things can just blow you. Yeah. So, so the stress of managing debt. So talking about like credit cards. So the first credit card I got was a couple of years ago. My cousin was like in America, you need to get credit because nobody's going to trust you if you don't have credit and they use it for your apartment and stuff, which is true. And I think my first credit card had a limit of like 700. And I think it was only once that I got it up to like five or 600 and I paid it off really quickly because I wasn't having that many expenses at that point in time. So I could pay it off. So now it's like, I have credit card debt. I mean, I still have it, but as I said, it's under control. But back then, I had credit card debt. And, like, I was looking at my credit score when credit card, man, like, the joint was just dropping. And I'm just like, you know, what the heck? What is this? You know, man's were having... I literally had a credit score at a point in time of, like, a 750. And man's credit score was just dropping into the... Not the low 600s, but, like, maybe mid to high 600s. And I'm just like, what is really going on? And I remember speaking to my sister about this because I always talk to my family about certain things like this because they've come before me and they've done all this stuff and they understand adults are significantly better than me and she basically told me that you know this is a part of life like there was a period of time in which you were building all this building your credit score building you know the kind of mentality that you need to be able to get to this point but now it comes the point in which you're going to have to spend it you know to take out that loan that i took out i took out that loan at the lowest interest rate possible because i had a really good credit score so it was like yeah my credit score did fall because of that but that really good credit score did give me certain benefits that the other per- that you know that the average person who isn't taking this into consideration may not have so i think that's just so that was that about credit so going into budgeting so i was never the kind of person to have to budget gra- prior to graduation it's like you just look at your account and you just know if i if i have less than let's say 50 or 25 dollars in my account i'm not buying anything but I think it really got interesting during, as I mentioned, with all the bills that I talked about, that everything was just coming. And I think at a point in time, I almost missed my bill payment. There was even one time, like, because I didn't know I had a bill coming, I paid off my credit card and I couldn't, and I needed cash to pay this bill. I don't remember why. So I had to, like, transfer money from my credit card into my bank, like, re- re- withdraw money from my credit card. And they charged me, like, 20 bucks to withdraw the money. And that's felt so stupid. So. The first thing I did was budget. So like a couple of weeks in during that I'd just been doing nonsense with my finances more or less. I just got an Excel spreadsheet. I know there are apps for this, but I'm very old school. I don't know, man. My father used to do this as a child. My dad is an accountant. So I was just like, you know what? Let me just do this myself. So I have a spreadsheet. And in that spreadsheet, I break down how much I make post-tax because, you know, pre-tax is lying to you. But yeah, so post-tax income or disposable income, as the economists would say. And I looked at all of my bills and I paired them together. So I added all my bills together, added my income together, subtracted it, and then whatever was left was left. So looking at that, I was like, yeah, I'm really not as rich as I think I am. Granted, I'm spent I'm making a decent amount of money, but when a lot of the money is going to, let's say, intangible things, like, you know, your rent, you know, you enjoy the rent, but it's like you can spend the like the money you spend on rent is not the same thing you get from the money you spend on a new pair of shoes or some or so or go to a nice restaurant and get some food so looking at that and then even on that i just realized that yeah upon this happens every month i still have to break down 
the expenses even more so i broke it down into what i called bi-weekly payments not what i call bi-weekly payments so i had a half of the payments was basically the first half was like you know my xfinity bill would come in my rent would come in and something would come in on that half because i get paid bi-weekly here at my job and then the second half would be the whatever bill was that so that was like i believe my geico that like my geico car insurance that was like uh some other funny stuff the stuff i used to host my podcast some other funny stuff and i think that just really took the pressure off and i also even started to be more intentional in actually tracking you know no i don't track individually what i spend because i mean that's a long thing but i basically track you know how much money was on my credit card ish yeah how much money was on my credit card this month how much is there the next month and what i always try to do is ensure that it falls i try to ensure that it falls because if it's not falling that's a problem i can't be spending more than i'm making respectfully because that's a wild thing like i mostly use my credit card if i get paid to like pay off a bill then wait and just pay it pay it off on my like when i get paid on my next paycheck so like in my first billing cycle, my first like bi-weekly payment cycle, let's say, let me just use actual dates. So let's say January 1st, a bill comes, but I don't have the cash because I get paid January 5th. I just paid off on my credit card where January 5th comes, pay that joint off. So that's majority of what I do on my credit card. And then occasionally you do have your, in case of inquisities or your emergencies and some other wild stuff that does happen. So I think it's really important for people to be able to financially plan. I also even put reminders to this day for whatever bills I have to pay because it's just very easy for the money to come in and you just to be tempted. But bro, I even pay my bill sometimes two, three weeks earlier just to make sure that I keep myself on track because God forbid somebody tries to hit me up and they're like, you haven't paid your bill, you haven't paid your credit card statement because, you know, I was living my best life. But yeah, so what are the other things that I do? Fam, I, one thing I'm really learning to do is you have to complain, you know, and you have to complain if you get really bad service. So it's not, it's never been something I've tried to do before because I don't know, maybe six foot two black, six foot two black guy. I don't really want to be going into people's faces to complain for service. But recently I've realized that as a consumer, as somebody who spends money, I feel if I'm not treated to an adequate enough service, I deserve to not pay for it. One. Two, if you are all these corporate companies and you're literally paying zero dollars in taxes. Yeah. So you're literally paying zero dollars in taxes. Why should I feel bad that you're going to refund me back my 10 to 15 bucks on an item, maybe food or even clothing? And I think it's really and i think yeah it's important to complain about some of this stuff because you deserve the money back and granted 12 bucks is a lot of money but i still feel good knowing that i got my money back when i got service that wasn't adequate like for example i went to ihop a couple of i don't know i haven't been there since this experience but a couple of months ago and i went there and the food that i bought like like literally the food was literally like undercooked like and i'm like what the heck is this so i called them you know i go online type there i'm very satisfied with the kind of food you have given me um blah 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 so a couple of days later i get a call from a manager and he's like yeah i read your complaint and i would like to offer you a refund back to your card i'm like yes because the food was undercooked you know and i'm not going to drive another 10 15 minutes to go there and complain but it's happened multiple times it's happened multiple times in that kind of scenario and granted i do personally believe knowing what i know about money that they do have a certain amount of returns and requests that they budget for in 
their analysis, knowing that they're going to have to refund people for either poor service or this or that. So yeah, so complain. Number two is just like it's really simple, but really just share an account. I realize that what really kills me with money is like those tiny, tiny five, six, seven, ten dollar charges and just adding them up. And that's why buying fruit to me is like it's a very, very mad thing because I really track my because when I want to discourage myself from buying food and I do this kind of often is i would just track how much i spent on food between a week and a half or two weeks and birth sometimes like 150 bucks as i track it all this food i'm like man i can't be living my life like this if i go to audi or little you know shout out to being cheap if i go to audi or little man i can buy 30 40 bucks and be able to eat comfortably for a week if i sit down and discipline myself to cook so i think yeah but moving on to the little things, it's also like the Amazon and Netflix. So the first time I got Amazon Prime, yeah, I had this student deal and it was three of us and it was 60 bucks, I think, at the time. It was three of us and some, I was like, I don't know how I feel about, you know, getting this Amazon Prime drawn. Like, I probably am not going to use it all the time because I'm not particularly pressed. I'm not particularly pressed to, like, buy stuff off Amazon that often. And my friend was like, yeah, you know what, totally, I'm just going to put so my friend just hit me i'm like you know what totally let's just put the money in together buy the joint and you just spend this amount instead and like more or less i just saved like uh, I, don't know, I don't know what 60 divided by three that's 20 bucks okay so well i just saved what you know 40 bucks by just splitting it with people now granted it is kind of weird when you're chilling one day and just get some notification and it's like you know you and to, to both of them are women but like you know you see some stuff and some people will be looking at you sketchy like totally why are you ordering this but in general, it's like, I think it just makes a lot of sense. Granted, Amazon doesn't pay taxes. I can't feel bad. And two, like, Jeff Bezos is like the richest man in the world. Like, what you? he's going to feel bad if Toulouse Lotion that he bought off Amazon for $5. Yeah, sorry, if Toulouse Amazon that he's sharing for $30 is going to be an issue? Absolutely not. Like, I don't think it's that big a deal. So, yeah, it's a similar thing with Netflix. I mean, Netflix is... I've never had a Netflix in my life. I really think I should. I've done a 30-day trial. It was, very, it was very interesting to have your own Netflix and to know that you're never blocked out or not to see some random stuff like who is watching this. But reali- realistically speaking, I don't watch Netflix enough to pay 12 bucks a month for it. Or I think it's even 15 for, like, the really, really high HD stuff. I think it's important to, like... I think it's important to respectfully... To like, if you use it a lot, then yeah, pay for it. But if you don't have press, like, is it just latch on somebody else or just, you know, don't bother paying for it? Because I do think there is some subset of certain bills that we pay every month, little bits, a subset of bills that we pay every month that aren't actually relevant. Like, I didn't realize for a good, like, six or seven months, I was paying for, like, data on my iPad. And then I, I, and I never used it. And I was like, why am I paying this extra amount? Oh, like 20, 25 bucks, right? Why am I paying this extra amount on an iPad that I'm not using? And just decided to just cut it off. And literally, I still have not used the iPad since then. I've been like four months and my life hasn't changed. So I think there's little things or stuff that you should just... Those little things are stuff that you should just go about. So the last thing is saving. So one thing that really stresses people... So one thing that, like when I was stressed and I was talking to a friend of mine was... If when I'm stressed about not having, when I'm stressed, you know, thinking about the kind of credit card debt or thinking about, you know, what if a disaster happens, like what is going to happen to me? Because that was really what was eating me. It wasn't really eating me that I had X amount of money in credit card debt. It was eating me that imagine what would happen having X amount of money in credit card debt and by money, sorry, having X amount of money in credit card debt and I like have a disaster something breaks in my car or so on and so forth like i'm going to be messed up 
And actually, that did end up happening, but yeah, so that actually did end up happening. So I was driving my car, and my car is, I drive a 2006 Honda Accord EX, and I was driving my car. I literally had no problems with the car. My uncle picked it out for me. Like, he knew, like, everything was good. But a couple of months ago, I think in like May or something, it was like I was having issues. Like, my car wasn't starting. So, you know, I'm just, I did the smartest that I could, and I put it against the car, and the car was started every other time. So after I realized that it was becoming harder for the car to start, I decided to, you know, okay, let me get this stuff checked out. So I went to, I think it was AutoZone or something, because it told me it was a battery problem. I saw the people who I knew who told me at the time. So I went there and they're like, they checked my battery, like my battery is 80%. And I'm like, okay, that's good. And I tried to start the car, move on. The car is not starting anymore. I took out the Holy Spirit, <laughs> the prayer, I've exhausted the prayer. Like God was like, to look and fix this stuff. So I'm there. So thankfully to God, I was parked at the auto zone, like maybe like 10, 15 minutes away from my house. So I had to like basically long to make a long story. I had to call a tow truck to literally tow my car. Hallelujah. I actually used my insurance for once, you know, call a tow truck to tow my car. Who towed it to like a mechanic? And then I get a call the next morning and they basically tell me that it's going to be like $675. And me, I'm just here like, excuse me? Because granted, this will be a period of time after I'd paid off most of my debt. I was in a good place financially. And I just took one serious L. Like, and me, I'm like, Fab, I love this car, by the way. I think the car is like one of the best decisions I've made in my life. But there's just been so many instances of having to spend money on tires or just some other stuff that has just like blown me. So in that moment... I was blown, but I actually wasn't as blown because I actually had savings. So, like, a couple of months before that, when I was stressed and I was talking to a friend about this, she was like, yeah, you should just have two kinds of accounts, three types of accounts, you know, your usual checking accounts, the savings account, and, like, you know, and I have something called, like, an unexpected account, more or less. So, I had a certain amount of my savings. I don't remember how much. I think it was, like, 700, and I had, like, maybe 300 in my unexpected account and i was paying into them monthly so i think it was about 50 to 60 dollars i think it was in i think it was 50 dollars for savings and 30 dollars for emergency so like even though you know the thing slapped me and i was just like bruh you, you know what i mean like that could have been 700 dollars i could have spent on literally any other thing or just saved or you know like gone to cancun or something but yeah but at that moment i think having that just made the situation less worrisome and i think savings in general is just a good thing because you really never know being financially responsible planning out your finances just knowing how to tackle financial like make smart financial decisions is important especially at a young age one of the things i'm trying to get into when i actually have money lamar is uh, like you know even just like the stock market or just playing the stock market i think about it all the time like I was having that discussion with a couple of my friends. Man, I've been making a lot of money. Like imagine when the Popeye's chicken sandwich after it came out and he knew it was coming back. I don't have bought stocks and Popeye like a stupid amount of money. Let that joint appreciate and then sell it. Like one of my goals in life is to have my money make money for me. So I'm making money while I'm sleeping. I'm making money while I'm chilling because I do think that. So yeah, the one thing I do want to make a mention of and this is something that I know is really important is like one, if a financial issue does happen, like life just happens like with the same thing that happened with my car it's like it's not really your fault like people 
sometimes get to internalize this thing as if if I had saved better, if I had done this, if I had done that, then my life would be better. Granted, I did say all these practical steps that I think people should take to be able to be financially responsible. But regardless, like an L is still going to happen. Like life is still going to slap you. Like even me, I was unemployed more or less for like a month or two. I did not expect that to happen last year. And granted, I did have some fallbacks and some failsafe, but I was still hit significantly harder than I thought I would be. So I think that too, also at our age, by our age, I mean at my age, at the age of 23, you don't expect, unless you're living at home, and you know you're just living at home and your parents are doing all that stuff for you. I don't I don't think it's like a logical expectation to have everything set. I think life is a process and there's a period of times in which you and you have money and you don't have a lot of money. And I think at this point in time the aim is just to stabilize yourself, get some experience, and then just continue to move on. It's like freshman year. Freshman year, I didn't know what the, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, you know, by senior year I had an understanding. It's the same thing with this life, like well, I learned that a lot of things in life does come with time. Like, the money will come with time, with hard work. You know, I believe in hard work and time. Like, the money will come with hard work and time. Like, everything will come with time. So, I, I don't think people should frustrate themselves. One thing I've also want to mention is stuff about, like, social media. So, I think it's really interesting in life, like, in social media, how people, like, you know, compare themselves. And it's something I even struggle with myself. Comparing myself to other people when I don't have their situation is really just kind of stupid. And that's in a good and bad manner. Like, I would see some people and they were literally, like, going out to the Caribbeans, going out, like, spending lots of money, like, going out. I'm just like, fam, I'm, yeah, I'm here sitting out eating two-piece KFC chicken. Like, God, you know, bless me. Then I realized, you know, we're all in different seasons of our lives. We're all in different times of their lives. Like, you know, nobody, and this is a very interesting, good point that I would like to make, is, like, nobody actually posts where they are struggling on social media is very rare nobody goes on instagram like hey guys i'm broke i have i'm broke i'm extremely exhausted and all this other stuff like people do tailor all this stuff to show the best parts of their lives and there's nothing wrong with that i even i'm guilty of that as well but i think people should not compare themselves i've talked about comparison on a previous episode and like it's not really worth it what i always say is work like, you know, the only person you should compare yourself with is the person you were yesterday. If you had $5,000 credit card yesterday and now you have $4,000, you have done well. You know, if you had $50 in your account and savings yesterday and now you have $150, you're doing well. Like, take the little steps and the little things really do matter. And you, it's really important for people to be able to understand that. So, yeah, so just, like, don't be too hard on yourself. That's one thing that my sister-in-law really, like, when I was struggling, it was just like, totally don't be too hard on yourself. Like, you know, take things into consideration, looking at your situation, looking at the fact that you're, you know, 100% financially supporting yourself. You're doing fine. And I think sometimes people, you need to tell yourself that. And you need to have your friends tell you that and your friends and family tells you that, tell you that. Because, you know, life is hard and I don't think money and financial stress should be one of the things that keeps people down. Even my pastor was talking about it in church, man. It's like, does God love you when you're financially struggling? Like, even me too, at a point, it's like, God, don't you love me when I've taken all these L's? But, you know, you realize that, you know, these are different seasons. And, you know, throughout this season, throughout this difficulty of learning how to, you know, like, manage my finances, I've actually learned so much. And I'm also being able to teach so many people, just like have discussion with so many people about my situation. And that's just even another reason why I'm here. As I always say, I always talk 
about all this stuff based on my personal experiences and i always give god all the glory for everything so heavenly father i thank you for everything today for just allowing everybody who is listening to this to be able to listen to this lord i just want you to tell them just remind them that you're always going to be their provider regardless of whether there's a thousand dollars in their bank account or there's five dollars that you're always going to be there to provide for them and lord for anybody who is going through a difficult situation i ask lord that you just give them peace or even in the midst of financial situation financial struggles struggling to pay bills struggling to pay debt struggling to pay tuition lord i just ask that you just give them peace so they shall be able to walk and do everything that you have for them and allow them to live a happy life in jesus name i pray amen